0: Hello and welcome back to Stereotypically Right. This is your host Sienna Catherine and on today's episode of The One That Got Away, I'm going to be talking about the hypocrisy from the leftist leaders in terms of their decision making, but also how the left has just gotten way too far beyond their original plan. And I'm also going to be talking about the DNC versus the RNC. Multiple things tie in to both of these main topics, so it's not going to be... As short and sweet as that sounds, I really have a lot to get through today. Um, really, I should be welcoming myself back to this podcast because I had to take more of a hiatus than I wanted to. Um, my schedule is kind of hectic lately, and I'm trying to figure out how to report, record a podcast, do my jobs, and also get some r r you know what I mean? So thank you for the grace that you have with me in the fact that there was a two-week break when there should have only been one And I promise to try to do two more episodes before my next break. So anyway, let's just get on into the episode. So to start, the hypocrisy from the leftist leaders. So I live in Wake County and the sheriff is holding back permits um, for pistol purchase and also concealed carry. I applied for my pistol purchase permit a little over a month ago and I still haven't received it. And I know several people who have applied for their permits and haven't received any confirmation, any denial. They've had to do address changes and they haven't received any information on that. One of my friends had to go to the local police department and ask for advice on what to do. And they told her that that isn't right, that they're withholding her access and walked out with a change of address that day. I've just noticed a lot of issues, particularly with the Wake County Sheriff. Now, there's surrounding counties like Franklin County who are completely wide open and aren't backed up, and so people have been able to get their purchase permits. While I understand that the need for purchase permits is really high right now, the sheriff has not taken into account the number of people that he needs to employ in order to get these permits out. So there's probably been about 80,000 issued or so. And they're, they're completely backed up. And so I won't be getting mine for three more weeks. And then my concealed carry, I can't get my fingerprints done for that until December 14th when I just took the class two weeks ago. So it's kind of unheard of. It's unprecedented, Um, the numbers of people who are wanting to get guns right now. But they need to take that into account. So what I said is because... I've been noticing people who are having issues, not just me, with getting phone calls back, emails back, and things of that sort, that I was going to post every single day on the sheriff's page that I don't have my permit yet until I have it. Um, It's a law that your permit must be issued to you within 30 days if you qualify, and I had to just bring attention to that, and they said... They came back to me with a message saying basically that it's not appropriate for me to be using the Facebook page as a way to draw attention to this issue. And then I had a deputy call me and yell at me and say that it's not fair for me to be using the page in that way. But hey. I got a phone call and then I requested that I receive a prompt from phone call from the supervisor in which she talked to me and she was very kind, gave me her personal cell phone number and informed me on when I could be expecting my permit. So all of that just to get an answer on when I would be getting a $5 permit. Absolutely ridiculous. Again, I'm not saying that they're not, I mean, they kind of are not working as hard as they could be. I know that there are It's been unprecedented times. It's unprecedented times right now. But that doesn't excuse a law. Like, this isn't an Amazon order. This is a a pistol purchase permit. Something that is defended under the Constitution. It's our Second Amendment right to bear arms. So the local government can't withhold that from us. I can't purchase this gun that I want until I get the pistol purchase permit. I mean, I could, but that's illegal. So... I know you can purchase a shotgun, but that's not what I want, and I'm not going to purchase something that won't be of use to me. So yeah, I just harassed them a little bit, and I got what I needed, and I updated the people on the page um, that I posted to and said that the deputy was very rude, but that the supervisor was very kind, and they still didn't like that, but since they decided to have poor customer service with me. I just said, if you keep talking to me that in this way, then I'm going to continue posting what you're saying to me and that I was going to be talking to my attorneys. Um, and they stopped. So if you have time to message someone privately on a Facebook page, then you should be the one that's issuing the permits and helping to speed up the process. That's all I got to say. Next. So in Kenosha, a man by the name of Jacob Blake was shot in the back seven times because he was ignoring police orders. He had his children in the car. He had a weapon in the car and he had a knife. And so the police were fearing for their lives. They tased him. He walked away and he went around to the side of the car and that's where they shot him. He did not die. He is paralyzed from the waist down, I believe. And so because of that, there are riots going on in Kenosha, but they don't just stay in Kenosha. They go everywhere. And so they decided to come to Raleigh on the East Coast. Like, that makes absolutely no sense. But anyway, Mayor Baldwin made a curfew for 10 p.m. on Friday and Saturday for the law-abiding citizens. But true to trend, BLM and Antifa stayed out past the curfew and they vandalized state government buildings. As far as I'm concerned, no arrests were made. And next, the CDC is going back on their original corona advice and reports. So now, all of a sudden, after all this talk about asymptomatic carriers, there are no asymptomatic carriers, but the quote-unquote science deniers, who are the people who call people like me and my friends science deniers, they're still using that as an argument to shame and virtue signal others, saying that like, If I'm asymptomatic and I go out and I don't social distance or wear a mask, then I'm making people sick. Well, guess what? The CDC just came out and said that that's not a thing anymore. So please stop using that to virtue signal others. Um, They also came out, and this is a big one, that 94% of COVID deaths had underlying medical conditions. Ninety four percent. So only six percent of the COVID deaths are purely COVID. Do the math. This was for nothing. And the CDC lifted their 14-day travel quarantine, but Cooper and Cohen are saying that even though the CDC has retracted everything they've said, we still have to abide by their rules, King Cooper and his assistant Mandy Cohen. North Carolina was one of the top most restrictive states in the country, which is so sad because everybody loves North Carolina. People come here. People rarely leave. If they do, they come back. But we've really taken a hit to our economy. Um, the, we're the last state to have our gyms open and have playgrounds open and things of that sort. We haven't had our mask mandate lifted. We had phase two pushed to September 11th, which is probably going to get pushed to probably 2025 at this rate. Um So yeah, it's just really sad to see um, Cooper abusing his power, but you know how you can take control of that is to go out and vote. Do not mail-in vote. You can absentee vote, but you cannot mail-in vote because that mail-in ballot may never get there. You can go early vote or you can vote on election day, and that's how we will overthrow Cooper. And they might try to cheat, but you can't say that you didn't do your part if you go out and vote. Not mail-in, though. So the DNC versus the RNC. The DNC was about two weeks ago. It was super lame. It was virtual. And all they did was complain about the past of America with no hope for the future, completely unpatriotic. And they categorized people like they usually do by race and gender. And they made victims out of both to fit their narrative. Um, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw the logo because I really don't pay attention to Democrats. Like I have no need for that. So I didn't watch the DNC. I just saw little highlights and stuff on social media, and that's enough for me. Um, But I saw the DNC logo, and it's the death, it says Death to America. So it says D to, um, I don't really know how the logo looks. Let me see really quick. Okay, so there's a pentagram in the middle of the D, but it's turned sideways so that the arrow is pointing to the two. And then in the middle, of the rest of the logo is the country America so it really looks like it's saying death to America and we know that these people are kind of under not under satanic attack they're will they're willfully serving Satan and so it's right in front of our faces Q says that symbolism will be their downfall and I mean that's totally true um more and more people are waking up though so that's good but it's just I don't know, the amount of people who still are blindly following these people after they've basically put it all in your face that they're not doing what they say they're going to do and that they want to ruin America, I mean, please, just wake up and accept and be humble and admit that you were wrong. Like, I was a Democrat for my whole life until I was 17. I mean, I didn't know much about politics. But I was raised a Democrat and then I woke up and I realized and I voted for Hillary in 2016 because I was being a dumb voter and it was my first election. But, you know, you just have to admit that and do better next time. Like this time I'm totally voting for Trump. I'm not going to rescind my values or renounce my faith or any of that stuff just for social media likes. And that's basically all that these people do. They tell they they spout out what the media tells them to focus on they're hypocritical. They lie. They don't know their history. They don't care to know history. They don't care about themselves and they don't care about others. They just care about social media likes and being liked by other people. Super shallow. No, like that's not how I roll. I want substance and I want depth in my relationships. And I really don't care if you don't like me because I stand for what I believe in. Then we don't have to be friends. That's as easy as that. Anyway, To continue on with the hypocrisy, the DNC tweeted a photo of the seating arrangement at the RNC and complained that there was no social distancing or mask wearing. But then less than 24 hours later, there were tens of thousands of people at the Washington Mall who were grouped up together, shoulder to shoulder. But hold on, we can't blame them because they were wearing masks, cloth flower print masks that do absolutely nothing because when have we ever seen anybody wear a cloth mask to protect themselves until now never because they don't work masks in general don't work but don't get me started on that but they were complaining about there that the fact that there were no social distancing and then less than 24 hours later showed up not social distancing like stop stop let's also not forget that for the past 100 days or whatever that they've been out shoulder to shoulder rioting and burning down buildings and going to meetings together And when um, Kamala was picked as the VP and Biden announced and accepted the fact that he was going to be um, a candidate for president, they were shoulder to shoulder there too. So stop. John Lewis's funeral, Obama was there giving the eulogy and they were in the church sitting shoulder to shoulder. Do I need to give any more examples? This is not about social distancing. This is about trying to control people who don't fit the narrative. And we're not falling for it anymore. We're seeing it plainly in front of our faces. And like I said, more and more people are waking up. But on a more positive note, the RNC had more diversity and they had stories of real Americans and immigrants who told the stories of the former countries that they came from as a warning of what the left is trying to do to America. Um, There were so many fabulous, fabulous speakers at the RNC. And I absolutely enjoyed every minute that I got to watch of it. It was just so inspiring and so opposite of what the DNC was, and hopeful and patriotic, and just everything you would want a political convention to be. Like, these are the people who are trying to protect you and save America, not the DNC. They're trying to communize, socialize, and just destroy America. But the RNC really just gave us hope and really gained Trump a lot of voters because they saw the stark contrast between the two conventions. and they see who's really on their side. So a few of the speakers that I'm going to highlight, I'm gonna start with Chen Guan Cheng. he's from China. He was blinded and he was beaten and tortured by the communist, the Chinese Communist Party for speaking out against the one-child policy. He explained that the U.S. must use its freedom and democracy to take down the CCP and its aggression. It was a very powerful speech. He um, used Braille and spoke into the microphone and just gave a really raw image of what um, life in China was like for him. Maximo Alvarez, his family fled communist Cuba and spoke, And he spoke out against Marxism and how we must choose freedom over oppression. He um, told us a story about how he's seen the same type of movements that BLM and Antifa have brought to America and the results of them. He's seen the promises of Fidel Castro that were returned empty just like every other communist regime that the world has ever seen. It was a very emotional speech and um, just very moving because This person literally fled communism, the very thing that the left is trying to bring to America, and he's like pleading with us to not let that happen because he knows how the end result is going to be. So I really enjoyed that speech. David Dorn's wife, Anne Dorn. David Dorn um, was a police officer who was shot and killed execution style outside of a pawn shop that he was trying to depict from the rioters. It was about 1am in the morning, I believe. And he didn't wake his wife up before he went out to answer this call. He was friends with the pawn shop owner and he was a security guard there. He's a black man. His wife is white and he's a black man. And Black Lives Matter, right? But Black Lives Matter is the one who shot him execution style. And Andor recounted that night of when she was woken up at 4 a.m. in the morning by the police chief to be told that her husband was dead. Um, that she didn't even have a chance to try to stop him because he didn't even wake her up. He just went and did his job and put his life literally put his life on the line and lost his life to these terrible people who are just about destruction and hate and probably the worst part of it all is that his grandson saw the live stream of his death on facebook and just saw his grandfather lying on the street dying bleeding out after being shot execution style by these people who are so called for black lives matter and are the woke the woke left and the the new civil rights movement like no stop I can't. The amount of people who have been killed by BLM alone and then add Antifa deaths to that, just stop. Um, But Ann Dorn, she spoke against the rioters and how they don't care about black lives. And that's a case in point with her husband's murder, as I just said. It was a very, very, very moving speech to hear a widow um, and a former wife of a police officer recount one of probably the worst day of her life. These are real Americans with real stories talking about the real impacts that these riots and this shift toward communism has had on their life. And then lastly, Kim Klasik, she is a congressional member. She's running for the House of Representatives, I believe, for Maryland. She spoke about how Democrats don't care about black lives and that they believe black people can't think for themselves in a viral campaign video where she's walking the streets of Baltimore, and that is a Democrat-controlled city. Her video, when I saw it, it had about 10 million views on it, Donald Trump retweeted it, and then from there, it just took off. And almost every single person that I'm friends with on Facebook was sharing that video and just talking about how awesome it was And how much of a boss she was walking in her heels on the streets of Baltimore. And this is a quote by her. She said, Democrats still assume we'll vote for them, no matter how much they let us down or take us for granted. The days of blindly supporting Democrats is coming to an end. She is a black conservative. um, So that's why that one was so cool. Because I just love seeing other black conservatives and seeing black people wake up and try to take back what's been taken from them by the Democratic Party. And it's very empowering to see um strong black female conservatives because it it can be lonely sometimes i'm one of I, prior to 2020 i didn't know any other black conservatives i've met so many this year and i've seen more and more come to the to the limelight you know um so it's just really awesome and her video was so cool like i would just watch it again and again it it was really empowering and very just moving to show to to see the city And how and knowing that it's run by Democrats and seeing how just deserted and destitute it is. And like people live there and they continue to vote for Democrats because they're told that they care about the black people and they care about minorities and this and that. But it's all lies. And you see the effects of their lies playing out in the way that their city looks. So, yeah, it was a very, very powerful video. And then last week I was talking to a friend who she's originally from Zimbabwe and she lived under a dictatorship. She thought that the government owning everything in your possession and that the government deciding elections was basically the norm. So prior to this election and prior to the primaries from this year, she never voted because she just thought that her vote never mattered because that's how it was back in Zimbabwe. She came here with a thousand dollars and now she's an entrepreneur who owns several several buildings and businesses. And she said that this lockdown and the way that they the media leans has made her feel like she's back there. How crazy is that to be in a whole other country that is founded on freedom of speech and freedom of religion and is a democracy and you feel like you're back under a dictatorship hundreds of thousands of miles away. She told me a story of black residents who invaded the white farms because um, the leader of her country told them to and that ruined the farming industry and they never regained that back. Many of the white people there had to flee to Australia and New Zealand and start their businesses completely over. And this is parallel to the story of the group of black people here in America who went to a white homeowner and told them that they had to hand over their house because they deserve it, because they're oppressed. You're not oppressed in America. Just get that through your thick skull. You're not oppressed. If you get to do half the stuff that they do out in the streets every single night and disobey the law and not even get arrested for it, shoot people execution style and get praised for it commit crimes and have the nba cancel playing games for you you're not oppressed because in a press country your voice does not matter and their voice is all that we hear 24 7 on the mainstream media news cycle so miss me with that but anyway This comes from no personal responsibility and always relying on being a victim and feeling like you're owed something. And my biblical reference to this is that it's a lie from Satan who always is telling you that you deserve quote unquote better. And this goes back to the Garden of Eden, the very first time that lie ever crept in when he told Eve, did God really say and tried to deter her from obeying God and was successful in deterring her from obeying God about eating the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. She doubted what God told her, that she was made in the image of God, that she was made like Jesus and like God in, in their image, and that she had everything she needed right in the Garden of Eden, and that she took that fruit so that she could be like God when she already was like God in the image. And so Satan, is he doesn't have very many tricks. Same tricks different words, always telling you that you deserve better, that you need to do more. Did God really say that about you? Really, you need to do this instead of that. And obeying God isn't going to get you anywhere. I will give you more than God could ever give you. Seriously, it's a lie. Don't fall for it. But people are starting to wake up and see the hypocrisy and the destruction of the left and they don't want that to come to America. After the RNC, this is great. Major reporters like Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo, they're begging for the riots to stop, not because it's affecting people, but because it's hurting the polling numbers. So the reporters are now thinking that Trump will win solely based on the performance of the DNC and the stark contrast between the DNC and the RNC and also because of Joe Biden's condition. But Trump has offered aid to these places of suffering from the effects of the rioting and the Democrat leaders have turned it down. But they're blaming Trump. Like Joe Biden came out in a tweet and said, remember, remember when Trump said that you would feel safe in America? Well, this is his America. No, Joe, like these are the Democrats. Republicans are not the ones out torching everything and spray painting and vandalizing things. That's your party. Get control of your party. But at least they're consistent with the no regard for human life. This is the party that believes that abortion up to birth is okay, and they don't care about loss of life. They only care about ratings. So they don't care if they slaughter a baby that's out of the womb and breathing. If it survived a botched abortion, abortion, they're going to kill it anyway. And same with this. They don't care about the, the loss of life from Antifa and BLM. They just care about the ratings that it gives their television show that they get to report on these things every day. The, but the communities that BLM is targeting to abolish the police and those that need them because of the high crime rates, they're starting to wake up. They don't want the police to be abolished. And that's BLM and Antifa's whole agenda, abolish the police. They don't know. The crime rates are so high that they need the police in these areas. Black on black crime is so high in these areas, not white cop against black citizen. So these these areas, the black community was polled in some of these areas and over 50% said that they want to keep the police because that's what protects them. It's not gonna be the, the unarmed social worker that they're trying to replace the police with. But no one is denouncing the mobs that encircled the people leaving the RNC because after the RNC, Dan Bongino, Herschel Walker, I believe, no, Vernon, Vernon Jones, and Rand Rand Paul, they were all encircled by a mob. Rand Paul, the crowd around him, was saying say her name to him regarding Brianna Taylor when he was the one who authored a ban a bill to ban the no knock warrants. And that's because Brianna Taylor Brianna Taylor died as a result of a, n- of a no-knock warrant because she didn't wake up because she didn't hear the knock at the door and then the police shot her. They're calling Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist because he entered a riot with an AR-15 and defended himself against these craze rioters and they were hitting him with a skateboard and kicking him in the face and trying to attack him and take his gun and he shot them and he killed three of them I believe and now they're calling him a white supremacist? Stop. And then Jay Bishop, they're calling him a white supremacist and a fascist, but he was the one who was targeted for being pro-police and a Trump supporter and shot execution style and left for dead. You can hear the audio saying, we got one, we got one, and they shot him execution style and left him there in cold blood. But who they are defending is Jacob Blake, who was a rapist and he was at the home of the woman he raped with weapons in the name of, and in the name of Black Lives Matter. So we have the NFL with, um, his name on their jerseys, a rapist who was at the home of the woman he raped with weapons. George Floyd, who put a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach, and we have t-shirts printed in the masses for him. What happened to the Me Too movement? What happened to Black Lives Matter? What happened to that black woman who was raped by Jacob Blake? Does her life matter? Does her sexual assault story matter? The left has completely taken words and diluted their meaning, and they call everyone who disagrees with them the words that they should be calling themselves. Fascists, white supremacists. That belongs to them. The shrill white liberals, they're the white supremacists. The Democratic Party is not the party of civil rights the party's never changed the republicans are the ones who passed the legislation to give freedom to blacks the republicans freed the slaves the republicans granted the women with the right to vote the republicans had the first black senator or the first black congressman the first woman the first asian american republicans stopped abortions they wanted to pass legislation to stop abortions Republicans are the party of civil rights. The Democrats just took that narrative and ran with it, but they're just pawning people and playing on their on their quote unquote victimhood mentality because they're useful idiots and running with it. And they've been winning because people aren't educated and they don't want to do their homework. But anyway, this is what sin does. It takes you too far. And the rioting nightly for months in a row, blaming everything on Trump when Republicans aren't the ones in the street burning things down and destroying property, and the silence from the Democrat leaders of these areas have the voters waking up. The Democratic Party is not the party that it once was. Your grandparents or parents' Democratic Party, that is long gone. This is a whole new progressive, socialist, communist, Marxist party that wants to literally have death to America. And of Of another biblical um biblical reference that I have for this is second Timothy two sixteen but avoid worldly and empty chatter for it will lead to further ungodliness. People have been writing for a hundred nights in a row. Who sits in their house and says, oh, I can't wait to go burn a building down. I can't wait to tear a statue down. I can't wait to vandalize my local police department. I can't wait to find a white person to kill just because they're white and I think I'm owed something by them. I can't wait to go to a white neighborhood and demand that they hand over their house that they bought and paid for because they worked hard for their money because I'm oppressed and I deserve it because my ancestors were slaves 200 years ago. I can't wait to virtue signal people because I'm insecure about myself and I want to just ostracize everyone in my life over a hoax pandemic. Sin will get you out of control. But there's huge increases to the silent majority, majority, thankfully. And I believe that Trump would definitely win by only insight if the attempts to cheat weren't a threat to our election right now. And the starts to our election are Hillary telling Joe not to concede the night of the election, because they're trying to drag out the results. So if by January 20th, they don't announce a winner, Pelosi automatically becomes president, and the mail-in ballots aren't going to get there on time, so they're going to have to drag it out allegedly. They're going to have the, there's rumors of Antifa go, that are going to be at the polls to try to scare people and deter them from voting. But lastly, mail-in versus, versus absentee ballots. Mail-in and absentee are not the same thing. Mail-in is when the government sends you ballots and dead people can receive them because it's just whoever's registered. They don't do a good job of clearing out the people who are dead or alive. And then absentee is when you request a ballot because you know that you will not be able to make it to the polls. Completely different. Two separate things. Do not fall for it. They're saying that mail-in ballot will help, mail-in ballots will help people because of corona but that's not true. It's just a way to deter people from going to the polls. And the schools and churches are shut down right now and that's when people that's where people go to vote. So this is all planned. But it's okay because in the end we know that we're believers, we are victorious in Christ. In the end Jesus wins. We already know that we are we are victory we are victorious and victory belongs to Jesus. And we know where we're going at the end of the day. And we really just need to pray for these people to wake up, to realize that they're being used, and to just repent. It's not too late to do that. I used to be an atheist almost five years ago, and I realized that I can't do this on my own, that I didn't get here on my own, and that there's someone above me way holier than myself Who had a plan and a purpose for me and someone who died for me so that I could live. Because all of us deserve to be hanging on a cross right now. We don't deserve anything. We don't deserve the houses we live in, the cars we drive, the food we eat. We all deserve death. So all of this oppression, all these oppression points and victim points and all that stuff, no. The biggest victim in the whole world, here is Jesus Christ, and he doesn't act like a victim. He willingly died for the sins of the entire world, knowing that he would be rejected by most people. But he did it anyway, and he never once claimed that he deserved more. He was a servant. He served those who were really below him, but he's going to come back and rule full force as a king. And he, he is the Prince of Peace. And he will bring peace eventually to America and to the entire world. It it seems like it's too far gone, but it's really not. And I would just encourage you all to not lose hope, to keep fighting, to stand up for what you believe in. Even if you lose friends, you're going to lose friends in life. I've lost so many friends, I can't even keep count. But you know what? For every one friend I've lost, God has brought five to six new amazing people that I could have— I would have never imagined would be in my life. And it's just so much better that way, so— just just know that when you speak out it's not going to be popular what's popular right now is what's on the news and that's destruction because that's what the enemy wants but do you want to fit in because that's what the enemy wants or do you want do you want a spot in heaven do you want to do the lord's work even though it's hard and it can be isolating i i admit it is hard there are some days that i don't want to do it either But I don't want to have regrets at the end of the day and at the end of my life. I want to say that I fought my hardest. And I want to say that I worship the one true king. Satan can pretend he is the king of this world right now, but his reign is coming to an end. And I I don't want to put my trust in someone who's as temporary as the world around us. I want to put my trust in the one and only Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't want to put my trust in the government, who I will be forever indebted to and who will never help me, but I will only be needing things from them and having to get things from them. I want to put my trust in Jesus, who knows the plans that he has for my life and will give me what he thinks I need when he thinks I need it. It's a hard and humbling journey But in the end, it's so worth it. What do these people get from burning down buildings and being victims? They don't get anything. They really do have a God-shaped hole in their heart that can only be filled by him. So all this rioting, they have to continue to do it because their cup is always empty. And they have to find something to do to fill it, but it never fills it. And so that's why they have to keep doing it. But believers, we know that our cup can be filled by Jesus. Come to me, all who are weary and I will give you rest. That's what the Bible says. The Bible the Bible really answers every single ailment and issue we have. And Jesus is Jesus is always the answer. It's never going to be putting your trust in anything else because everything else is temporary. But anyway, this is not a a sermon or anything. It's just a podcast. But I thank you guys for listening. And if you would like to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, my Twitter is at Sienna Catherine. My Instagram is at Sienna Catherine S. If you would like to subscribe to this podcast and maybe even give me a review, that would be great. Um, Share it with your friends if you would like. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you in my next episode.